You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome to Jump Podcast. I am Traveling Jackie and you are probably dying to find out what it was that you just listened to. That was a very special performance shared with us by our Bedouin hosts in the middle of the Jordan Trail. And I played it for you because you're going to hear more about that specific song in today's episode as I invite my friends Jeff and Chanel Woodis to join me here in a little bit. We're going to take you behind the scenes of what it actually looks and feels like to walk across a country. We're walking more specifically along the Jordan Trail from Dana to Petra, which is part of the itinerary that we run in Jordan. And we did it earlier this year, 2023. And Jeff and Chanel were both on that trip and they are here to sort of bring it to life for you today. Um, We've talked about Jordan on the podcast before, but never just actually about walking the Jordan Trail, what we see, who we meet, what it sounds like, what it feels like, tastes like, everything. So Take a moment to pause this if you want to go grab some tea, maybe some hummus, so that your taste buds don't get left behind on this adventure. This conversation you're about to hear was part of a pod chat, which if you haven't heard of that yet, it's our new style of podcasting here at Jump Adventures, where we actually invite you behind the scenes to join us as we host and record original conversations for the podcast with a live audience in the house. And that's where you come in. Uh, and with you, we also do chat Q&A sessions to dive a little deeper into the subjects of conversation, and we do live giveaways, and these podcasts are truly a great way for us to connect with each other, because if you've been around here for any amount of time, you know we are so much more than a podcast. This is one of the ways that you can get involved beyond just listening, uh, and if you want to know more and join us, please do. You can find podcasts at jumpadventures.com slash podchats. And as part of these podchat experiences, there is often a visual element involved because this is on screen, right? And so for this episode, the part that you don't get to see was the fact that as we recorded this, we were all wearing our Jordanian headscarves. And I actually tied Jeff's on screen so people could see how we did it on the actual trail. And I also (laughs) did a demonstration of how to apply coal 
to my eyes, which is the black eyeliner that the Bedouins wear. I applied it to my own eyes right there on the screen. It was fun. We like to have fun. Uh, and if if you are a Podchat member or if you decide to join, you, of course, have access to replays. So you can always go back and watch anything that you missed. So, again, if you want to join us on the inside, please come join us. You can find us at jumpadventures.com slash podchats. Uh, and we're doing one a month. So you can join anytime. All right. The other exciting news around here is that in case you didn't know, we at Jump, being so much more than a podcast, also host group trips all around the world. And we are heading to Baja, Mexico for a mountain and island adventure in February of 2024. We still have space for that. And we're also going to New Zealand for the first time at the end of 2024. That one is currently sold out. However, we may add more dates if we get enough people on the wait list. So pop on over to jumpadventures.com and make sure that you're subscribed to our emails so you don't miss any of these exciting trip announcements and updates as they happen. Because wherever we are, you are invited to be as well. So... On that note, let's dive into this Pacha experience with Jeff and Chanel as we take you on a virtual walk along the Jordan Trail. So I have with me Jeff and Chanel, who are a married couple. We are all in their house, actually, at the moment. And um, they both came to Jordan with me and a whole bunch of other people earlier this year to hike the Jordan Trail from Donna to Petra and go to Wadi Rum, and go jeeping, and go to Wadi Mujib, and go canyoning, or, mm-hmm. yeah, can we call it that? I don't Can- know. Canyoneering? Canyoneering? Spelunking? Just <laughs> 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 s- s- swimming up some rocks and down? Um, yeah, we'll get there, but, so I invited them to join me today, because we wanted to kind of emphasize these guys are very well traveled and we wanted to share today how it feels to walk like to hike across the country instead of just doing by train or bus or quick kind of trips um we spent five days hiking on the jordan trail plus a day hiking through petra which we arrived to from the back Uh, which was really special because we were among very few people who do that. And so um, that's why they are here. We wanted to kind of recreate that experience and share some of the stories that could only happen from being on a trail behind the mountains where you'd never even know there's a trail um, and there are people living and there are goats and there are, there's life. There's all sorts of things that we get, we got to discover as we, um, did this trip together. And so Jeff and Chanel, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank Thanks you so for much having us, Jackie. Yeah. Cool opportunity. We're excited. Yeah. So do you guys want to start with maybe a little bit of background about, uh, just, how, how much traveling you've done and why you thought that this trip would be interesting. Yeah. We try to travel as much as we can and we're always looking for what's our next trip. And we're just spitballing some ideas. And then out of nowhere, Chanel said, how about Jordan? Would you consider going to Jordan? And I didn't know where she came up with that idea. I was like, well, that's nowhere that we've ever talked about you know it just kind of came out of left field and um at first I thought she's crazy then I looked at your itinerary and was like this is pretty epic and then it just kind of became more and more real and we were just getting excited and then um and then we just kind of scrapped all our other ideas for our next trip and um Chanel convinced me to that our next trip was Jordan so um well and something I'll say too on that is this itinerary is not a typical trip for us. Uh, We certainly haven't hiked as much as we did on this trip. And so it wasn't necessarily on our radar because it fit into what we normally do, but quite the opposite actually. And that's a lot of the appeal of why we wanted to go to Jordan is because this was outside of comfort zone. It was off the short list of the countries we had on the radar to go visit. So it just worked out perfect in the sense that it wasn't anything part of the plan. I love it because 
it sounds like with all the trips that you've done before, th this kind of experience was new for you. And so these stories are going to be, I feel like, extra special because they're they're going to be a little different from something that you've experienced in the past. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and set the stage for everybody about about what the trip looked like from from start to finish and bring some of it to light through our stories. So I'll kick us off. Uh, let's see, we all arrived into Amman, the capital of Jordan, and we had a big kind of group gathering, group dinner, just to kind of get acquainted with each other. We were all strangers at the very beginning, of course. Met you, Jackie, met our guide, Mahmood. And then the very next day, early start, we all got on a bus and we drove about three hours to Dana. And that was the start of the hiking. I think we averaged 10 and a half miles a day. Um, but that, that start at Dana was a, a cool, very small town, very small village. Um, but it did have uh, some accommodations there at the start of this this trail. Um, Jeff, do you want to talk about the trail? And you, so, Jeff was such a good yeah. researcher when it came to the terrain and what to expect. Mm -hmm. I went into it blind, so I would just ask him, okay, what do I got to gear up for tomorrow? <laughs> um, well, this was a super cool um, start to the hike because, or start to the trip, because we could basically see our entire hike when we got off the bus. We were up in these in the hills, and, you know, below us there's this vast canyon, and the rocks were this orangey-red, and there's dots of green, and there's all these new colors and this new terrain and this whole new um, landscape to us. And below us there's this um, trail that kind of winds down to the bottom of this vast canyon. And basically I told Chanel, we take that trail to the end of the canyon. All the way down. All the way down. So we're going to hike basically the entire canyon. And that was fun to see it from the start and know where our end point was. It started, I think the first two miles were downhill. And everyone is just fresh and meeting each other and talking. And it's just, it was, the weather was perfect. And we're just cruising down there. And our guide would stop us periodically and point out different plants, Um some that we will never forget. Um, the spiny milky vitch was all of our favorites, but there was also the poisonous onions. Um, that, um, Can you imagine why? <laughs> yeah. Um, and very few people on this trail, mostly our group. And we're basically making our way from the top of the mountains down into this valley. And as we got into the valley, the further and further we got, it was just always fun to kind of turn around and look where we started and the, the entire time I was out there, I'm just thinking like, where am I on earth? I was just kept pinching myself. I'm, I'm in the middle of Jordan. I'm in a, on this trail with all these people that I'm just now meeting, but a couple hours ago we're strangers and we're all swapping stories and enjoying the scenery. And um, it was just a great it didn't take long. <laughs> yeah. It was just an amazing start to the whole trip. I mean, it was, I think a, a nine ish mile hike uh-huh every so often our guide would pull us over and give us some sort of lesson whether it was in geology or the plants or the animals or um, even jordanian culture traditions we learned a lot about we would just throw topics at him like what's a marriage like in jordan or what's a baby shower like and he would just talk to us about that it was just it's such such a insider view into into that country and those customs yeah totally i mean and it was a it was a long hike but it was very leisurely and it was great and then when we got to the end of the trail basically our destination was the fainan eco lodge which is one of the top eco lodges in the world it's fully sustainable off-grid we found out when we got there that the only electricity was in the bathrooms and the kitchen and all of our bedrooms were candlelit. So we're really looking forward to checking this place out. But the minute we got there, um, they informed us that we had seven minutes before the sunset hike. So we're like, oh my gosh, we just hiked nine miles. And now we basically tossed our bag in our bedroom, saw the eco lodge and it's like, well, I guess we're hiking again. So we, um, most of us embarked on the sunset hike and we it was probably just a half mile or three quarters of a mile 
down the road and we got to this vantage point and the sun was setting and you could see some Bedouin campsites uh, off in the distance. And it was just like layers of dust in the mountains in the distance were different shades of orange and you're seeing the sun set. And then behind us, um, one of the local Bedouins started a fire and he's brewing the tea that we drank a lot of. And it's just this fantastic, sweet um, tea that they cook over the fire and they pass it all out to us. And we got to sit down and enjoy just this fantastic uh, sunset that almost seemed like we were watching it from a different planet. It just, it, it w- was nothing like we've seen, you know, over here in Montana. And after that- Well, we, and one thing about that uh, that hike is, is, you know, going back to our walking journey as a whole in Jordan is- even though we had just hiked this amazing nine mile hike and we still had this last little bit, that last little bit was through this Bedouin village. And so we wouldn't have necessarily seen some of the things I believe if we just would have taken a Jeep out to the vantage point for the sunset or even a donkey um, because we saw schools, we just saw life. I think you mentioned that, you know, at the start of this Jackie is I think when you travel by, I was going to say road, by like car, like other than foot, you're kind of just set on a destination (laughs) and you don't really have a chance to look around. You're sort of forced into it because you have to see where you're walking. You have to see where you're stepping and just be able to see this everyday life uh, was was such a treasure, I think. Totally. Yeah. I I mean, we walked by at that school, like you said, it was kind of fun to see Mm -hmm. and see firsthand and slowly walk by where a lot of the locals in that small little village, you know, lived and went to school and whatnot. And then um, when we got back, we were treated to just this fantastic feast under the stars. Candlelit. Candlelit. No light pollution anywhere. So everything's, the stars are super bright and it's easy to see all the constellations. And then as soon as we finished our meal, they invited us upstairs. They had a a roof deck where they did an astronomy lesson um, where they were pointing out different stars and constellations and they had a telescope and we were basically just laying down on these comfortable mats on our backs looking up at these stars and you know you've never seen stars that bright it was just it was amazing just action-packed day from start to finish so the first day it was just laying down felt nice it did laying down felt nice but it's like well how is this going to get any better (laughs) And I feel like as it went on, it just each day got better and better and it just started fantastic. But that That's was a day good one. Start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a really that good That was only intro. day one. <laughs> yeah. There was um, a lot going on that day. <laughs> so the next morning, again, fantastic breakfast. Everywhere we went, the food was great. Whether it was cooked at a eco lodge or if it was just cooked over a fire for us. Um, every time we had food, it was fantastic. It and, was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But for day two, we were going to do our longest hike. They, they drove us to the trailhead and we were greeted with two more locals. And they both had donkeys that had um, some more water with them because we were going on a longer hike uh, for the next couple of days. And again, we're in the mountains. There was just this immense landscape in front of us. You could kind of see where the trail was going up this ridge and they didn't go past it. Well, and we were just looking at this. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if we can walk that far. <laughs> that was the vast difference between the first day and the second day is, you know, we saw our trail the first day going down. This time it was, <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, There's the going back we gotta go yeah. up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, it, like this group of people we went with were all just troopers, and we were all um, we we had our destination, and we all went for it. And you know, along the way, anytime we needed a, a breather, we would get our water breaks, and then um, our guide Mahmood would throw in more lessons on mm-hmm. what we were seeing and culture and oh, all I that. I loved stuff. his lessons. Part of part of the lessons of the stories that we would hear would just remind me like we're standing on a ridge and we're looking out and and they're like, Oh yeah, this is this is Palestine and like this is what we're seeing, you know? Mm-hmm. It looks like Tatooine, like Alicia said. It looks like Tatooine. But uh-huh. this is Palestine. Like that's Palestine, Israel, like we're in Jordan. This is where the beginning of the stories came from that that our yeah. civilization tells, you know. And so it's so fascinating to just be reminded of where on the planet you are and how rich and ancient the history is. Exactly. To me, it like brought myth to life. And I know, and I know I say myth like in a weird way that 
what I'm trying to say is you just hear about the start of life throughout, throughout, you know, Mm -hmm. grade school and all your lessons and scripture and, you know, all of this stuff. And it's like, oh, 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 here. Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. I am immersed completely in what that story was talking about. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Like the Jordan River. I remember when I first went to Jordan and I went up into the north of Jordan, we went up to this viewpoint and there was this body of water out there and they're like, oh yeah, that's the Sea of Galilee. I'm like, what? Right there? Like, in the flesh? like it's just so weird, you know, like oh, this right. is yeah. so wild to go and see these things like mm-hmm. that you've heard of before. Yeah. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So the second hike, uh, just kind of keep going on the itinerary, but while I would say it was the hardest hike because of the train and just the the gain and the loss and then that kind of the continual um, up and down that we had to go through, I would say it was the most rewarding. And that really came from where we stayed the night that evening. As Jeff was mentioning, Mm -hmm. we went up on this bridge and we had to really, really climb. And then we finally descended down into this gorgeous valley filled with was a barley was barley. that right jeff but but before um, we got there um remember we saw one human outside right. of our group that yeah. there was one bedouin man yes. who was on a donkey, donkey. Um, just out getting looking for a sheep so there was no one on this hike except for that one other person which made it pretty cool and goats and goats yep we, saw we had a goat parade Remember the goat surrounding us. Yeah. We were just enveloped. I don't think you can tell a a complete story about Jordan without goats. (laughs) There's always goats somewhere. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Babies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that valley that we walked to where our camp was, that was my favorite. 
It was so beautiful. That was when we camped with the Bedouins. Yes. Yep. And so when we got there, all of our tents were set up and the backdrop of this. So these Bedouin family lived there and they had their permanent tents. And then they set up two-person tents for all our whole group. But our backdrop was this cliff face that almost looked like it was made out of Swiss cheese or something. It was just so unique stonework. And then they had a couple barley fields right around their home. And then you could in the distance see a couple other of their neighbors and where they lived. And it was just a super unique landscape. And it was an awesome place to end that hike. And they just like immediately took care of us. Um, They had a fire going, they had food cooking. So we're like smelling all these smells. They fed us another another just amazing meal. And then um, we were all kind of sitting around the fire at night. And I think this is one of the most magical moments was um, the local Bedouins were doing some of their traditional chants and singing some of their songs. And it's, um, it was nothing like I've ever heard before. And it was just super meaningful to them. And then for us to all sit around, you know, exhausted and full and just enjoying this fire, it was just such a bonus to have um, those gentlemen like treating us with some of their cultural and historical like songs and chants and whatnot. And Mahmoud joined with them. And that was pretty fun too. He did. Yeah, mm-hmm. those songs just seemed to like reverberate off all of the canyon walls that we were just, you know, in the middle of. And it was it was a beautiful moment, I would say, in the, in the top for me on this trip, mm-hmm. witnessing witnessing those songs by the our hosts. Mm-hmm. Sure. That night was also one of my favorite moments because I we, I can't let you go further until we talk about that meal. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like my mouth is watering right now. I just, that was my favorite meal of the entire trip. Um, do you remember what it was called? Yes. I don't, Mon- do you? Thank you. Okay. So she it's a rice it. and, she... what? And you <laughs> no. didn't invite me? <laughs> I think you Can we do it again? <laughs> Can we do it again? <laughs> it was really good. She, she, she uh, absolutely. Okay. So did you do the secret? So here's the thing we had. Oh, this is actually kind of a fun little side story. But when you're an adventure travel group in Jordan, it is possible that a police escort will join you on your trip. Um, And it's meant to make you feel safe. It's the tourism police. It's not to make sure you're not doing anything wrong. Like it's it's actually to pro- to help protect you and make you have like a complete experience. I don't know who made that rule, but they like to do that. And so we had this guy named Allah who was with us, and I was sitting next to him at the fire while we we're having this this dinner. So this dinner, what it's like a chicken and rice. Almost everything there was chicken and rice, but it's the spices and it's all yeah. the other things that are included with it. And there was salad there, but I will admit I did not touch the salad. I I think I had thirds of like the chicken right. and rice thing. Yeah. But the magic was this yogurt. It was fermented yogurt. It was like this fermented yogurt um, liquid that you're supposed to put over over it. So you serve yourself the rice, you serve the chicken, and then you pour this liquid over it. And Allah, like at one point, he saw me having a moment with my food. And he was like, you need to go get some more of that, put it in a cup and drink it in between bites. Don't just pour it over the meal, but actually like sip it in between your bites. And I was like, okay, I mean, he's telling me to do this. I'm going to do it. This is the secret about this food, right? Oh man. I am going to be dreaming about that meal for the rest of my life because it absolutely, I, this was like by my third course by now, like I had to go back and try what he was saying. It was so, so stupid good. And it was so much better. And it was, it like brought out all the flavors of everything. I was, it was just a party. It was an absolute party for my taste buds. It was amazing. Like I, mm, well, I really Monsoff is is the traditional meal where it's just a guarantee. Like at a wedding, Monsoff. Yep. Graduation, Monsoff. Birth, Monsoff. It doesn't matter. You will have it. And so it, there's mm-hmm. kind of like all these different takes on it, like the drinking. That's version, it. Yeah. Like, you know, that yeah. was the magic. That was what set yeah. this one apart. That was so yeah. good. And I mean, it was amazing to look around and realize that they they made all of this just over the fire in this canyon with these cliffs all around us and tents. Tense, yeah. just tense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. They that did night. not have a wine opener, though. And <laughs> I remember you um, you were determined to get some wine. 
And I heard that you could put, you know, wine in your shoe and like hit it against a rock. And like, we it, tried it everything. Somehow it, you got it open. I don't know how, but it seemed like the, the whole struggle of the trip was how are we going to open our wine bottles? Um, it happened to us again and again. And really the moral of that story is just to buy a wine key before you leave civilization. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> oh, how we could we have will never leave without So one. many times. I know. <laughs> Great lesson learned. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite. That was an epic night. The camping. The camping, too. And I want to say it was the only night that we camped in tents, like with Bedouins. And I think that people were nervous about that. And it and like every time you think that Petra is going to be your biggest highlight of the trip or whatever. But no, it ends up being the meal that you shared at the campfire and watching the Bedouins dancing. And I mean, no one could write that, you know, but when you're that's what I like to call it accommodations with 5 billion stars, you know, like when you're just under the night sky and just open to culture and people and opportunity, it's amazing. It was, yeah, that was a super cool experience to say the least. It was, it was amazing. Um, Yeah. So the next morning we woke up and they cooked us breakfast and I believe they gave us um, a lunch as well. And Oh, we got to pack our lunch. So that's what we got to do most days. We did get to pack our own lunch. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it usually consisted of box hummus, a cucumber, some pita, tomato, tomato, uh, cream cheese, and Nutella. (laughs) And Nutella. Yeah. And fruit and juices and we did get to put together our own lunches which was nice which is fun and we we basically left from there so as we were leaving that camp we were or their home we were basically i just kept looking back and seeing it seeing our little line of eight or ten or twelve tents just getting further and further away and you just kind of see where we were at um, these different vantage points. And um, we were walking by a bunch of different homes. I mean, they were spread out pretty far apart, but we would go by homes or there'd be, I remember on our first stop for a break, there was this little girl and she had to have been no older than six or seven. And she was kind of keeping these goats in check. And, you know, she's barefoot, just making sure that the goats don't stray off. And we're stopping and having a break. I think Mahmood's probably giving us a lesson of some sort. And it was just kind of fun to see this little kid who was, um, you and know, her element. Getting to her animals and just living in just this epic part of the world. And um, it was fun to see her and her interaction with her animals. Well, let's and, talk about our guides because we had our donkeys we had two donkeys one in the front and one in the back and their uh handlers was a, a father and son duo right two I think so. yeah and, and it was like the brother of the guy at the camp who who ran who the camp us. Yeah, yeah who hosted us yeah it's all family mm-hmm. oh those two were ah, i don't even want to say like they were such troopers that's like so watering down just how just how their demeanor was it just one they do this all the time which is incredible because we're (laughs) at times we were struggling but they were just such a joy to be around even when you were walking in silence with them they just had this way about them communicating and and teaching you know trying to you know teach us words and us teach them words just such a unique fun experience to be able to share that with with these two locals who this is their this is their job. These are their pets. Mm-hmm. That was another thing we learned. These donkeys aren't really like for hire, I guess is a way to say it, but it's, it's their pets. It's their, it's their habibis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're well loved. Yeah. I I want to share this because John just put something in the chat that is, is a, is like a case in point of what you just said, Chanel. Um, not that night that we stayed camping, but one of our, one of the days along the hike, uh, Janet in our group taught one of our Bedouin guys guides how to floss, like the dance, the floss, like yeah. teenagers. Yeah. And we do have video evidence of it. It's so funny though, because they're just like they're just lighthearted people. Like they know these trails better than anyone, which is why we have to have Bedouin guides back there. Because even really? the guides, and it's not just out of um, it's not just out of respect for their land that we're, we're going through their land. So they're the ones guiding us through it, but they also are the only ones who know where the mm-hmm. trail goes this season because the weather changes it and whatever. Um, but they're just such fun. They, they love, they love travelers. They love to interact with us and no, they don't speak our language, but it doesn't matter. Like we all have that universal language of, of 
dance and laughter and just <laughs> body language. I mean, it was so that was just we were like in tears laughing about this flossing. It was awesome. Yeah. He could floss better than I can. So <laughs> props to that guy. <laughs> okay, so where are we at? We are headed, we're basically headed to Little Petra. Um yeah. And Petra. and as we were going, there was more and more civilization happening, whether that's kind of some modern stuff popping up or one halfway into our trip in there, uh, there was a square hole um, cut out of the ground and Mahmoud gathered us all around this square. And he was like, what do you guys think this is? And I felt like we had super intelligent guesses. We like thought, ball pit. <laughs> yeah, ball pit. Uh, like at or like a bed. A bed. A pool. A bath. A bath. A bath. Yeah, um, so many things. We, every person had at least three or four pretty good guesses mm-hmm. a year long every time. But, um, you know, he taught us that that was where they, it was a wine press and they would, there was about 70 of those around there. There's so many, back in the day, there was so many traders and travelers and people that were going into this area that they had to just like mass produce all this wine for the people going through there. And, you know, that was super cool to see kind of what a and imagine what an ancient wine operation would have looked like we were basically standing on it and it was probably from the first century you know just super cool and you know so we always got these little tidbits from a mood and um and then was, we started to see those even more like you started mm-hmm. to notice them along the way and we never would have known or probably even considered like what they were and yeah. to know that there was so much wine being um made in that region is it's kind of mind-blowing because now it's very dry and arid and it's like it doesn't I don't think it would work well for wine at all mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah and yet they used to well and if we would have um if we would have drove we would have never seen it or known about that you know so True. that's another bonus to our yeah. walking is just all the things we got to see along the way and a shout out to have a guide to be able to show you and tell you what the square rock is that even if you did walk by it to not mm-hmm. know or appreciate what you're right. looking at that's mm-hmm. also very true. Yeah, because not every guide would take the, would initiate those kind of lessons like Mahmoud mm-hmm. did. He was so good. Mm-hmm. He was so good. Exactly. I love having a guide though. It's like, it's like a key to unlocking the real part of the culture. Like you can go and it's, I think you would just skirt around. It's like you just skirt around the outside of a building, but having a guide is like, okay, let's go in and like, let's see everything. And then you really get to learn like what it's all about. Absolutely. Love that. Yeah, he was he was actually probably the, the gem of the whole trip. Just all that we learned from him, he was great. Um, He's super knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we were continuing, we were we kind of hiked through this little canyon area, and then we went up these stairs, and there was that uh, man's shop who put the coal on our eyes, and that was right at the basically the back entrance of Little Petra, and we we all got the coal on the eyes, and we kind of looked through a shop and got a few things. I think Chanel bought just a massive ring and some cool oh, yeah. fun stuff at his place. And then we descended down into Little Petra, which um, is a different part of town where they did a lot of business. And there was this canyon. And on either side, there were these rooms that were carved out. So a lot of them were square rooms. And that's where they had meetings. And he, he pointed out like they would come in and they'd sit in these benches and if there was two benches, it was called a biclinium. And if there's three benches, it was a triclinium. And that you could just imagine, since this was this um, central point between Asia, Africa, Europe, and Arabia, like all kinds of um, commerce and business and travelers were going through there. And that's basically where they would probably buy and sell their products. So this was kind of like the business part of the town and it was super interesting we just walking through there and just imagining you know the hustle and bustle that there must have been you know a couple thousand years ago when um and when it was in its peak and you know again you could have just driven and parked at the parking lot and walked into it but we got an extra special um experience and it just meant more to us that we kind of hiked into it and got to see it and all the things leading up to it since we were doing it all on foot so mm-hmm. um and then from there, our, our hotel, we went to the little um, Petra Bedouin camp, and it was just a quick jaunt from there. Super cool area. Did you have anything to add about the little Petra Chanel? 
Well, you know what I was saying about when you're when you're walking on the trails and you're like, oh, it's like history brought to life. It's kind of that, but in another way of when we're now talking about civilization, you can picture these meetings happen. You can picture this trade route active and thriving. And the reason that the Nebataeans were a superpower at that time, you can, it's, mm-hmm. it's preservation of this place really, really helps all of that just to be able to imagine it fully. Mm-hmm. I just can't say it enough. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think little Petra, I think it's, it's interesting too that we get to see Little Petra because I'm not sure that most people even know that that exists. I mean, I didn't before I went to Jordan. Did you guys know no. about Little Petra? No. I thought it was and just the monastery and the treasury and that was it. Exactly. Right. Or maybe just the, the treasury even. Like that's what people think Petra is, is just like mm-hmm. one facade, which one like cut out. how wrong is that? Right. And to to leave Petra on its own without even talking about little Petra too is is interesting and I don't I don't think most people go there because it's just it's out of the way it's smaller but it is on the trail we go right through it and so that was one thing that we did get to see and I think that the it 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 completes the history it completes the story of Petra when you know that little Petra is just down the way and that's where the traders would go and that Petra is actually where the people lived and oh where the things happened and this is where we're yeah, going on the next day. So, yeah. yeah. Which we also get to hike in the back door. So each day is incredible, but it seems like it's getting starting to get better and better. And then we're like, all right, well, tomorrow we're going to go. And our destination is the monastery. So we stayed in the little Bedouin camp. Oh, this Bedouin camp holds a special place in mine and Jeff's oh. marital turmoil. <laughs> okay. So you want to share the story? <laughs> We got there and um, there was this amazing lounge tent where you could hang out and there's hookah and there's drinks and it's just this cool, authentic spot. And then they showed us that first and then they showed us to our room and Chanel was like pretty pooped from all the hiking and she was going to lay down and take a nap. And I And these rooms are tents with a structure these yeah these were like these square tents with a bed it was just the perfect spot to lay down and we needed to get off our feet and Chanel was like I'm just gonna lay down and uh, I said well I'm gonna go to the um to the hangout spot and see who's there and probably grab a beer and just kind of enjoy that and the wind was blowing a little and it kept blowing our door open and I I locked the door from the outside and I went down and I was hanging out in the tent (laughs) the main tent. And over time, all the, the people in the group kept coming down and everyone's asking, you know, where's Chanel? Where's Chanel? And I'm like, oh, she's napping. Great question. Well, I didn't realize I locked you in. And so while Chanel is frantically trying to escape this tent, me and almost everyone in our group were chatting and having a good time and hanging out. And our police escort, Allah, was just about to leave, and he had written down just this amazing, like, send-off to all of us, and I was so speech, excited. Yeah. He had this speech, and I think he'd been working on it for a couple of days, and he asked, you know, well, where's Chanel? And I was like, well, oh, she's taking a nap, and he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I got to take it's off. A long so nap. <laughs> he delivers this phenomenal heart felt speech, you know, wishing us well on our journey and our lives. And it just, I've never been felt more love from a human being in my life. And then he goes on his way and we're all about to head towards dinner. And then I think um, Ashley heard you screaming to get out of your tent. And she banging on the door. So you like kind of come down towards me looking like I don't like to see you pretty upset and, uh, i i came in hot yeah You're like, so shout out to ashley my savior so i didn't mean it but you know i accidentally locked her in and she missed like the send off and whatnot but um I made she made sure it to dinner she, she made, made it, it to dinner, dinner and um yeah. <laughs> i felt bad if, if i missed a jordanian meal i would have been way more upset <laughs> that's that's a crime well, again, yeah, right. another amazing meal, and I'm glad Chanel was there to eat it. Ashley's yeah. here. She just gave some high fives in the chat. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, next day, 
hike, got into, we could see the monastery. It was kind of like this little, it looked like almost some Karens or whatever. Um, these rock outcroppings. And as you got closer and closer, the monastery just kind of came into view. Just this epic carve out from the mountain where they carve it from the top down. It's just this spec- spectacularly well-preserved, you know, one of the wonders of the world, seven wonders. It was amazing. And that's at the very, very back of Petra, mm-hmm. which is noteworthy. Right at the top. How many steps, Chanel? 900. Well, 900. Because we're at the top at this point. We're on a yeah. ridge of that mountain. Mm-hmm. And so the monastery is one that a lot of people don't see. Even they go all the way across the world or for wherever they're coming from to Petra, and they don't go to the back of the city and up the 900 steps that would take them to the monastery. And that's the first thing we see because we're coming in the trail yeah. from the back. And so we get to enjoy that and then go 900. You don't even really notice the 900 steps down. It like uh-uh. winds down this narrow canyon through shops and donkeys and people. Yeah. And you really mm-hmm. don't even notice that you're getting down to the, the city floor. But Petra, then you get down there. I know you were really taken with that, Jeff, down in that area. Oh, it was amazing. It was, um, you get you get all the way down there and there's like a huge, I think it was a temple. There's these Everywhere you look in all the sides of the hills, there's tombs. And every person, they would carve a tomb for their body. So there's tombs all over the place. There's temples. There's a church. There's this roadway with a hand-dug culvert or whatnot for the water because it's so precious to, like, make sure they're in charge of where the water goes and to capture it and not not flood when it does rain because it's pretty sparse. And then just that entire landscape when we got down to the that area was covered in pottery shards everywhere like you couldn't hurl a dead cat and not hit a pottery shard they were all over the place it's crazy um so you can just imagine how much stuff was going on back then it's mind-blowing and so that was the monastery in that part and then we you know we stayed in this super cool hotel and we got to grab a beer in a 2000 year old uh cave the cave bar cave bar it was super cool we passed by jeff's bookstore on the way there which was epic um, <laughs> and uh, um, imagine the trading back in the day with jeff's bookstore yeah my, my great 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 nebatean uncle back in the we day um, lost a few people to the indiana jones souvenir store mm-hmm. on the way there. sure we, it is important to note, though, that when we came in from the back into Petra, we also left through the side um, because the next morning was like the main event. And yes. so, well, we left the hotel and walked through the Seek, which is this amazing, um, super canyon. tight slot canyon. And if you weren't going with a guide, you would have missed so many things. But our guide, Mahmood, was pointing out how the when the when it would rain the water would run down the side of the canyon and it would collect in these basically these little troughs and it would rush it down to water storage areas so like their streets never flooded but they're able to capture every drop of water so we're kind of seeing this along the way and it's it's this area is pretty full of tourists but everyone's just blown by these different things and there's these carvings on the side of the wall to their for their gods and there's just these cool things that we're seeing along the way and then um And then the closer we got uh, to the treasury, I can't remember who, but someone put the Indiana Jones theme song on and we were all humming it. And you could kind of see it kind of come into view through this canyon. And then it just opened up and it was a um, almost just a flawless piece of stonework from, you know, the Nebatean time, which was basically around 2000 years ago. Fantastic to look at and just... There was people and camels and just like there was hustle and bustle there. We were, you know, tourists and whatnot, but you could just imagine back in the day, I'm sure there was the same kind of buzzing vibe around that that whole area. It was just an amazing piece of architecture. Um, it was just stunning. They, they basically showed their wealth by saying, like, hey, look at us. We can create this amazing structure. And we enjoyed it from down at the floor level. And then we did take a hike up. And we were able to look at it from oh, yeah. the, as well. And along that hike, we could see like a Roman style amphitheater. And we passed other tombs that were similar in size to that, but they were more exposed to the elements. So they were getting a little bit, they weren't as well preserved. But um, you could just imagine what it must have been like way back in its heyday. It would have been just an incredible place because it 
it was it was really cool cool to see yeah. and that marked the end of our hike yeah which maybe is convenient because we're getting towards the end of our time limit here we still had a few more days of this trip that weren't quite so um, grueling with hiking but that was when we transferred by bus to go down to Wadi Rum which I think ended up being maybe the highlight for a lot of people Wadi Rum was amazing and then when we get we went and then we weren't even done we went to the Dead Sea after that and and we did Wadi Mujib also which was some canyoning but are there any like thoughts that you guys have of those few days before we wrap up so Chanel was recovering from a torn ACL and MCL. Um, yeah. And yeah. she was just thinking like, first of all, how am I going to do this? And she crushed it every day. And then um, the very last day was that Wadi Mujib, which is through the water, like ropes course, canyoneering. And she was about to write that off. Like, there's no way I can do this. I'm going to slip and hurt my knee. But Chanel. Well, it ended up being my favorite part of the trip. For it, sure. was awesome. it was one of the, yeah, one of those things I'm just, so thankful I said yes and trusted our guy, trusted our group. That's a really good point. Why did you have to trust the group? <laughs> because I'm right with you on that. Because it was scary at times. It was not comfortable. It was, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to be okay with it either. I mean, yeah, we were, there were a couple of times I coached you through a rock slide <laughs> as you're true. blasting through a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. These are the exhilarating moments that we live for though, in the end. Yeah. 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 It was amazing. Yeah. It was. I, and, and, and just highlighted my trip. Definitely Wadi Mujib. It blows me away that we were able to do that in Jordan because I think when people think about Jordan, they think about like, they don't even know what to think. They think desert and flat, which it's really, yeah, desert maybe, <laughs> but it's not flat, right? And flat. I, not flat. <laughs> and... <laughs> The fact that we had that canyon, I mean, it was a, a very narrow slot canyon that we went back, I don't know how, oh, maybe a couple miles or something. Like it wasn't that long, but we were climbing over rocks and we were swimming and we were holding onto each other and helping each other get onto these ropes and climb up these ladders and then take these natural rock water slides down, which, and that landed in waterfalls. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. part was really scary. But we were in Jordan. Like the whole time we did that, we were still in Jordan, which blows Mm -hmm. my mind that there was so much water. Mm -hmm. And you can only do that at certain times of year because of the water, because of the season. But we hit it right. It was amazing. Yeah. And that float chain, the float chain that we did on the way down, where we all just kind of like laid back and wrapped our feet on the next person's head. Like we just held on to each other and just made this Mm -hmm. long float and just traveled just down. It was so nice to end the trip that was like, we worked so hard and then we, it was like lazy river style. That's my jam. (laughs) So great. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. The itinerary, the way that we started off really hot and just ended how we did on the lazy river. It just, it's perfect. There's, you you can't dream that up. You just have to to trust the the process. Mm Mm-hmm. And floating in the Dead Sea, which was is also, I still think it's a must do. You have to experience it. Put the mud all over you. Get in the water. Let it bob you around like a, like a rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, I do have to share one more thing that we haven't talked about yet. But this happened because we had so many hours every day walking, right, on the trails. We had a trip song. That is not what you would think at all. I don't know where it came from. Who started singing it? Probably Mahmoud. It was La Bamba. And of all songs, right? La Bamba. And we all, um, I think I I taught the words to you guys. Like there's actually words to La Bamba. And so Mm -hmm. I taught you guys the words to La Bamba. And we were just singing this random La Bamba song like on the trail. It was our anthem. It was our anthem. It was our anthem. I mean, we sang a lot of songs on the trail. I think you just end up singing on the trail when you hike together for so many days. But La Bamba was our anthem. And at the la- on the last night, we, after we had our dinner and had our last like group conversation, we did our rosebud thorn, like we did our last thing. And then we thought, okay, let's go down to the music. Like, let's watch 
the belly dancer, like, let's get one last drink together. And we're heading down there. And right as we're entering the dance floor, what song comes on? But freaking Like, in what universe does that happen? The whole group, like, ran to the dance floor. And <laughs> we've been singing it for nine days straight. And then finally it was, like, on the speakers. It was awesome. That was straight. I mean, my goodness. That that's the magic. Like that right there, that's the magic. There's no no nothing else to explain that. It was absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Really Perfect. cool way to end that trip. I know. So yeah. I think with that, we do need to wrap this portion up. So <laughs> but I because I know we could just keep going and maybe Good. we'll have to do a second, a second. I did see that there is a new itinerary that that connects. Wadi Rum with Petra. And I'm like, oh, maybe we could do the second half now. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, um, I do want to say before we wrap up this part, Jeff and Chanel, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and being open to trying out something new with me and and showing up and and doing this. And also for coming on the trip because you guys really added a lot to it. And I'm I'm really grateful that you guys were there. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. This was awesome. This is a lot of fun. Oh, we're so thankful. Yeah. All right. Big shout out again to both Jeff and Chanel for really taking us into the experience of walking along the Jordan Trail. I love that neither of them knew anything about Jordan before and how it just wasn't on their radar. And yet they opened themselves up to it by taking the leap and saying yes to our invitation when we led a group there. And because of that decision, they had just such an incredible experience and they learned so much. I mean, Jeff was pulling out facts and names and stats like a pro, and I'm just so amazed how much they were able to share about Jordan today, and I'm so grateful. I really hope that you learned something and were at least inspired by listening to that. Before we wrap up, I have two pieces of good news to share with you. First of all, now you know what the chanting was at the beginning of this episode, and I'm going to play that entire song for you at the end of this episode. It's just about a minute long, so that's coming to you shortly, um, so you can revisit what that Bedouin chant in the desert sounded like this time in its entirety. And you can imagine sitting around the campfire drinking tea with the night sky above us and the big cliffs just over our shoulders and the tents off to our right and watching these Bedouins share with us part of their culture. It was really, really special. And the second thing is that while we don't know exactly when we at Jump Adventures will run this group trip to Jordan again, we can set it up for you and send you with your friends or family in a private group if you want to experience it just like we did. So feel free to reach out to us. Email us at support at jumpadventures.com or reach out to us via our website. And uh, yeah, that might just be a little sneak peek for something that's coming down the pipeline at Jump Adventure starting in 2024. So once again, make sure you're subscribed to our email list so you'll be the first to find out what new opportunities are coming your way. Thank you so much for being here and for tuning into our beloved podcast. We appreciate you very much and we will catch you next time. Here's one more song before you go. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 